Stand by for action. Every show we drop the needle on the tracks that were part of the mixed tapes and mixtapes of my 80s and 90s. Tunes that followed me on the train in the morning, on the way to my adventures on the weekend, and all the times in between. Please join me as I share a track from the record box. What I remember, a little bit of history, and a hell of a lot of nostalgia. I'm Michael, and please join me as we get lost in 12 inches. I love this track. This is the first Australian track I've done on this show. And for me, this is a special song. I bought the White Label back in 91, and it was my first real exposure to Severed Heads. For those of you not in the know, Severed Heads are a Sydney band that was formed in 1979, and they were very much ahead of their times. Big Car Retread is a remix of Big Car, which was released in 1990 on the album Rotunda for Success, and was one of the singles. This is where things get a little confusing. The Retread remix was not part of the Big Car remix 12-inch, but would show up on the Retread compilation that was released in 1991, the same year as this 12-inch. And that was a six-track EP and a nine-track CD. And then there was this one white label that I was lucky enough to pick up in Central Station Records. It came in a plain black sleeve with the label stamp Big Car Severed Heads on one side and the record label information stamped on the B-side. It is distinctly different from other versions of Big Car and is the only version to contain the all the way to the bottom Maggie You Made It sample, which is Barbara Felden from the Macmillan and Wife episode Freefall to Terror, which aired on NBC in the US on the 11th of November 1973. And it was this sample that really piqued my interest. And it was on pretty heavy rotation pretty much as soon as I brought it home. Big Car Retread didn't chart anywhere, but that's no real surprise as it got a very limited release in Oz. I'd been introduced to Severed Heads by David. He was going to tape with Wall, and in conversation, he'd mentioned that he was looking for someone to take the front room in a house he shared with two others on Lawson Street, Redfern. Now, as it happened, I was looking for a new place to live. I'd been back at my parents for about six months and was itching to move out again. And I think mum and dad were feeling the same. David was an interesting bloke. He grew up in the Shire. Now, for those of you listening who don't come from Sydney, the Shire is not a reference to Middle Earth, but it's what Sydney siders call the southern suburbs. He'd been a surfer when he was younger, but became a goth when he was about 16 or 17. By the time I'd met him, he'd kind of grown out of that a bit and was a kind of raver, but really into his industrial music. Most of which I kind of tolerated, but there were a few bands that I enjoyed, including the one that I'm talking over now. He was tall, skinny, with long hair that had been dyed black, but he was letting that grow out. Now, I was working in a shoe shop in the QVB at the time, and living in Redfern would mean I could start walking to work again. 
So after taking a look at the place and meeting the others in the house, Alistair and Charlotte, the goth couple who were studying at Sydney Uni, I moved myself in. Lawson Street would be my base of operations for the winter of 1991. During the week, I'd do the daily grind, walk to work, sell ladies' shoes, walk home, have dinner, then couch surf of an evening, rinse for a peep. This would be broken up with the occasional night where Wall would come and stay and sometimes Natasha or Blair would visit. Now the gears had really changed on Friday and for the weekend this house was rave central. Because of its proximity to Alexandria and the warehouses that were the usual places for Saturday night festivities, my house was a perfect meeting place. And from here we'd attend love, time and psychosis. But it was also a stone's throw away from the clubs and bars around Oxford Street. So there was always something to do. And if, and if a party didn't live up to the expectations, we could easily head home and chill on the sofa watching Rage until the top 40 had come on at about 6am and then head to whatever recovery party was close or just into town or the cross to get some breakfast. Now, tensions started pretty much as I moved in. Um, this had been the first time that I'd lived with strangers. Now, I'd met Dave a couple times with Walt, and we got on really well. But Alistair and I didn't really get along. He was one of those people that loved putting together rosters for all the housework, but he'd always skip his days, and then complain when you hadn't cleaned up the messes that he'd skip when he'd skipped his day. I'd get home to find these really aggressive little notes complaining that I hadn't done my jobs and that it wasn't good enough. He was a real prick. Now, don't get me wrong, I had some memorable times in that house. But after about three months, I was getting a bit sick of him. And funnily enough, so was David. They'd been friends, but the relationship soured soon after they'd moved in together. We'd made the decision to try and find a place. And after a quick search, we'd found the house on Crown Street. I signed the lease and paid the bond, and it was ours. So, would Big Car make it onto my monthly playlist if the algo thought that I might like it in my Discover Weekly? Most definitely. The funny thing is that most of Severed's Head's back catalogue is on Spotify, but not this song. And now we are at the end of another nostalgia trip. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe to get notified when I release new episodes. I'm on all the socials, so check me out there. Thanks for listening to Lost in 12 Inches. I'm Michael, and as I always say, testicles. Testicles.